Hello, fellow humans. Welcome to Locked On ACC. It is Wednesday, May 13th, 2020. I'm Brian Wilmer. I'm your host. I am from FBSchedules.com, who's helping us present this content you're hearing today, along with College Hoops Digest. So glad you could join us for another college football schedule preview. Today, as you hear, the Pittsburgh Panthers are on the slate. If you want to contact us, you can do so. We are on Twitter. We are at Locked on ACC. You can also email us, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can follow me individually on Twitter. I am at Sports Matters. And a quick reminder, today's program brought to you by Built Bar. If you visit BuiltBar.com, you can get $10 off your first order just by using our promo code. It's Locked On. Again, BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On. We'll take a look at Pittsburgh's fall schedule. But first, we must look back at last year. As you know, we do with this program. Pittsburgh last year, 8-5, and 4-4 four and four in the ACC. The Panthers victors in the quick lane bowl against Eastern Michigan, 34-30 in that result. Kenny Pickett, the quarterback last year for Pittsburgh, threw all but 44 of the Panthers' passes. He was 289 of 469, a 61.6% completion percentage, 13 touchdowns, 9 rips. A.J. Davis, the leading rusher last year, Carried for just 530 yards, though, on 127 carries, four touchdowns for Davis. The second leading rusher as far as running backs go, Valique Carter for the Panthers, now gone. He announced as of yesterday that he would be transferring to Albany in the FCS, so his transfer is complete. Again, 65 carries, 243 yards for Carter last year. Also snagged 17 passes, 183 yards, two touchdowns. Vincent Davis, 61 carries, 314 yards, five touchdowns. Todd Sibley Jr., 50 rushes, 249 yards. As for receivers, Taysir Mack, the star of that receiving core, 63 catches, 736 yards, three touchdowns alongside Maurice French, the other star of that receiving core, 96 grabs, 850 yards, four touchdowns for the potent duo from the Panthers, this year, Mack is back as a redshirt senior. French has moved on. So they'll be looking for some contributions from different receivers this year for Pittsburgh. And there are a few different names that may enter that discussion. Jared Wayne, one of them, 18 catches last year, 261 yards. Shockey Jacques-Louis, 23 catches, 348 yards and two touchdowns. Some other options for the Panthers at that receiver position, which losing French hurts. Also a big player in the return game was French. A.J. Davis is back, as is Pickett. So quite a few key names back on that Panther offense as we head into the fall. Not a lot of a spring look at the Panthers, just as we didn't have much of a spring look at anybody. But we do know that some of the big names are back for the Pittsburgh offense as they look to build on a solid season last year. Let's go ahead and move to their schedule for 2020. And the Panthers open the season with the Miami Red Hawks Saturday, September 5th. That in the Steel City, the teams have never played. The Red Hawks last year, 8-6 and six under Chuck Martin, 7-2 and two in the MAC East. Miami lost the Lending Tree Bowl 27-17 against Louisiana last year. The Red Hawks sport the 2019 MAC Freshman of the Year, quarterback Brett Gabbert, 175 of 316 last year, 2,411 yards for the Red Hawks signal caller, 11 touchdowns, 8 picks, and... Yes, that is Blaine Gabbert's brother. He will look to lead the possible upset effort for the Red Hawks, although 
ESPN doesn't like his chances to do so very much. ESPN likes Pittsburgh 78.6% to defeat their season-opening foe from Ohio. Moving on, Saturday, September 12th, Pitt travels to Marshall, Jones C. Edwards Stadium in Huntington. Pitt has played Marshall one time, that being in 2016. The Panthers defeated the Thundering Herd 43-27 in that contest. Marshall last year, 8-5, 6-2 in Conference USA East under Doc Holliday. Scored 335 points, did Marshall, and they fell 48-25 in the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl against UCF. ESPN likes Pittsburgh in that game, but not convincingly so. 53.7% are the Panthers to win that game. Game three, the Panthers return home. They will face FCS foe Richmond. The Spiders last year, 5-7, and 4-4 four and four in the Colonial under Russ Huseman. The schools have never played. However, Richmond has gone to the FCS playoffs 11 times. They won the national championship in 2008, as you might recall though they have fallen on a little bit of tough times as of late. Pittsburgh, a 96.8% favorite to win that game, according to ESPN. And closing out the first four-game stretch, the Panthers start ACC play by welcoming Duke to Heinz Field. Last year, you'll recall the Panthers beat the Blue Devils 33-30. Pitt led that game 26-3 at one point. Nakia Griffin-Stewart caught a four-yard pass with 11.05 in the third quarter made it 26-3, and then Duke stormed back. The Blue Devils scored 27 unanswered points. Deion Jackson hauled in a 44-yard Quentin Harris touchdown pass to give the Blue Devils the lead, 30-26 with a minute 29 to play. And then the aforementioned Valique Carter caught a 26-yard pass from Kenny Pickett, that coming with 38 seconds remaining, and the Panthers stole the win back from the Blue Devils last season in Durham. In that game, Pitt, 22 first downs. They ran 34 times for just 71 yards, 29 of 48 through the air, 268, three touchdowns, two picks, 339 yards of total offense for the Panthers. They fumbled twice, lost both, four turnovers for Pittsburgh, 15 penalties for 145 yards, and still won the game somehow. Pickett, the only quarterback to take any snaps for Pitt in that game. Valique Carter, 13 carries, 18 yards in that contest. He did grab two passes for 36 yards and the touchdown we mentioned. Todd Sibley Jr., 12 carries, 60 yards for the Panthers. French caught 10 balls for 54 yards. Mack, 9 for 85 and a touchdown. The only other touchdown through the air coming to Griffin Stewart, as we mentioned. ESPN likes Pittsburgh 60.2% favorite in that contest. So going back over the first four games of the season for the Pitt Panthers, They start Saturday, September 5th, Miami of Ohio at home, then travel to Marshall the following week, Saturday, September 12th. Saturday, September 19th, Pitt welcomes the Richmond Spiders to Heinz Field, and Saturday, September 26th, staying at home to welcome Duke. So there are your first four games of the Pittsburgh schedule for the fall of 2020. Eight more to go, including a couple of traditional rivalries and three ACC games out of the next four for the Panthers, officially. We'll take a look at those games coming right up. You are listening to Locked on ACC. Back in a minute. Hi, everyone. Brian again to talk to you about Built Bar. And I was out this past weekend and was in the convenience store, and I walked past that section of all the protein bars that they have in there and all the supposedly healthy snacks and looked over there and just saw how sad and 
untouched they all were and thought to myself, you know, if I'm going to eat anything right now, I could really use a built bar. I am, as I've told you, a very picky eater. Take it from me. If I like these things, so will you. And they have new flavors coming out. We told you about these on Monday's show. Dark chocolate cookie dough, mango, peach cobbler, all three of them ready for you to order as an add-on order to anything you order from BuiltBar.com. Just $9.95 for a six-bar box of those new flavors. And if you want to order anything from Built Bar, you can even make your own box. If you go to BuiltBar.com, if you don't want just a random assortment of things, you can build your own there. You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to venture out if you don't want to. And thanks to us, you can get $10 off your first order. Just go to BuiltBar.com, create whatever you'd like, and enter the promo code Locked On when you go to check out. It's that simple. Again, 100% real chocolate. They will help you maintain your healthy lifestyle, or if you're looking to create one, you can do that too, all thanks to Built Bar. Again, BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On. Rolling right along here on Locked On ACC, it is Wednesday, May 13th, 2020. I'm Brian Wilmer. We're looking at the Pittsburgh football schedule for the fall into the second four-game stretch for the Panthers. Starting Saturday, October 3rd, Pitt travels to Miami. Last year, the Hurricanes bested the Panthers 16-12. Pitt 17 first downs in that game. They ran 42 times for 176 yards, 18 of 32 passing, 146, two picks. 322 yards of total offense for Pittsburgh. Fumbled twice, lost one of those. Three turnovers for the Panthers to just one for the Hurricanes. Seven penalties, 55 yards. Kenny Pickett, again, the lone passer, 18 of 32, 146. The two interceptions. A.J. Davis, 15 carries, 45 yards for Pittsburgh. Philippe Carter, 11 rushes, 47 yards. Todd Sibley Jr., 4 for 54. Maurice French, another big game, at least in terms of receptions, 8 grabs, 47 yards. Taysir Mack, 3 for 18 ESPN, not really a fan of Pittsburgh extracting its revenge this year either. The Panthers only 37.6% favorites to beat Miami in 2020. The Panthers are off Saturday, October 10th, before welcoming Notre Dame to Pittsburgh. The Irish last year, 11-2, they finished 12th in the final AP poll. 478 points for the Fighting Irish last year. They throttled Iowa State in the Camping World Bowl, 33-9. Notre Dame has won 47 of the 68 games the teams have played in their history. The last time they played, 2018, Pitt fell 19-14 in South Bend. The last time the Panthers were victorious over the Fighting Irish was 2013, that a 28-21 decision. Unfortunately, ESPN doesn't like them to regain that winning streak. 24.7% are the Panthers in terms of being a favorite against the Fighting Irish. The Panthers stay at home the next week and welcome their homecoming opponent, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, whom the Panthers doubled up last year 20-10. Pitt last year in Atlanta, 18 first downs, carried 36 times for 158 yards and a score, 25 of 34 passing, 204, a touchdown, two picks, 362 yards of total offense for Pittsburgh, two fumbles, lost one, three turnovers. They committed six penalties for 50 yards. A.J. Davis, 16 carries in that contest. 75 yards. Vincent Davis, 6 for 67 and a touchdown. Carter, 4 for 14. And Kenny Pickett carried six times for eight yards in that game. French hauled in 11 passes for 71 yards. The next leading receiver, Taysir Mack, five catches for 47. 
Philippe Carter and Shockey Jacques-Louis both caught three passes. ESPN slates Pittsburgh as a 55.7% favorite against the Yellow Jackets. Saturday, October 31st, the Panthers make the trek to Dope Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee, where they will take on Florida State. Pitt, 5-4 all-time against Florida State. The last contest happened in 2013, breaking a 30-year string of the schools not playing each other, and it didn't end well for the Panthers. 41-13, the final results in favor of Florida State in 2013. Again, the last time they played was 1983. The Panthers had a three-game winning streak snapped in that contest. Dagum Dan Marina. In that 2013 contest, there were two future NFL quarterbacks squaring off against each other. Can you name them? I'll give you one second because, again, this is a podcast and we don't like dead air. Again, in that 2013 contest between Florida State and Pittsburgh, two future NFL quarterbacks faced off. Who were they? All right, there's your one second. Jameis Winston for Florida State, 25 of 27, 356 yards, four touchdowns against the Panthers. And for Pitt, Tom Savage, who later went on to play for the Houston Texans, among others, 15 of 28, 201, a touchdown, two picks in that convincing Florida State victory the last time they played. Pittsburgh, only a 19.2% favorite to get the road win at Doak Campbell. Yikes. So let's recap that four-game stretch. Saturday, October 3rd, Pitt at Miami, an off day Saturday, October 10th, before Notre Dame comes to town Saturday, October 17th. Georgia Tech then visits Pittsburgh the following week for homecoming Saturday, October 24th, and Pitt closes out October by traveling to Florida State Saturday, October 31st. Eight games down, four left to cover. Coming up in the final four-game segment for the Panthers, two teams from the Commonwealth, a team from the Tar Heel State, and a neighbor, somewhat. You are listening to Locked on ACC. More in a minute. Continuing along on Locked on ACC, it is Wednesday, May 13th, 2020. I'm Brian Wilmer. We're looking at the Pittsburgh football schedule. We've brought you the first eight games. Now on to the final four. Starting Friday, November 6th, the Panthers welcome the Virginia Tech Hokies to Heinz Field. The Hokies blanked Pittsburgh last year 28-0. Pitt with just eight first downs in that contest. 27 carries, 60 yards. The Panthers 11 of 28 passing, 117, 177 total yards for the Panthers. They fumbled once, lost it, committed 10 penalties for 67 yards. Pickett in that contest, 10 of 26, 103. Not great, Bob. A.J. Davis, 8 carries, 24 yards, also caught a pass. Pickett, 8 carries, negative 12. Valique Carter, 4 for 33. And Vincent Davis, 3 for 15 in that contest. Jared Wayne, 4 grabs, 68 yards. Taysir Mack, 3 for 18. And a fairly anemic performance by the Panthers. And ESPN kind of looks for them to have another one. 27.3% favorites are the Panthers against the Hokies. Saturday, November 14th, Pittsburgh at North Carolina. Last year, the Panthers beat the Tar Heels 34-27 in another contest that, frankly, Pitt kind of let get away a little bit. The Panthers led 17-7 with 9.41 in the second quarter. Then Noah Ruggles hit a field goal, cut it to 17-10 at the half. A.J. Davis then had an eight-yard run to essentially close the third quarter. The Panthers went to the fourth up 24-10, and then the Tar Heels charged back. Two touchdowns within the span of about two minutes 
as Deami Brown hauled in a 10-yard touchdown. Then Daz Newsom caught a 34-yard score, drew it level at 24, before Alex Kessman banged one home from 24 at the 518 mark, giving the Panthers a three-point lead. Then Noah Ruggles hit a 32-yarder with 13 seconds left to draw it even, and the Panthers got the win in overtime. A three-yard touchdown run from Kenny Pickett gave the Panthers the decision. 27 first downs for Pittsburgh in that contest. 35 rushes, 143 yards, three touchdowns, 25 of 41 for 359 passing and a touchdown, 502 in total yardage for the Panthers. But again, penalties a big-time bugaboo, 10 penalties, 83 yards for Pittsburgh. A.J. Davis in the game, 19 carries, 58 yards a score. Pickett, 12 for 53 and two scores on the ground. Philippe Carter, two rushes, 14 yards. Shockey Jacques-Louis, four receptions, 104 yards. And a touchdown, Max 6 for 83. Jared Wayne, 4 for 30 in the Panther victory. ESPN, again, really not liking Pittsburgh's chances at all in this contest. The Panthers favored to win less than a quarter of the time. 23% ESPN slates Pittsburgh against North Carolina. Saturday, November 21st, Pittsburgh with the trek to Charlottesville. They will go to Scott Stadium and play Virginia. Pretty fun game between those two to start last season. Virginia trailed 14-13 at the half. Then they charged out in the second half, scored 17 unanswered points. Brian Delaney, a 45-yard field goal in the first Cavalier possession of the second half. Then Hasis Dubois pulled in a 13-yard Bryce Perkins pass to give Virginia the lead. And Wayne Talapapa with a 10-yard run to cap the scoring for the Wahoos. And Virginia left Heinz Field victorious to start last year. UVA, 21st downs in that game. Pittsburgh only 15. The Panthers rushed 30 times for 78 yards and a touchdown. Kenny Pickett, 21 of 41 through the air, 185, a touchdown, two picks. 263 yards of total offense for the Panthers, who managed to commit just five penalties for 51 yards in that game. Pickett, 12 rushes, 16 yards. A.J. Davis, 8 for 25 and a score. Todd Sibley Jr., 7 for 23 in that contest. Davis also grabbed two passes for 65 yards for the Panthers. Maurice French, six catches, 54 yards. Max, six for 33. Trey Tipton also caught a touchdown pass. He had three receptions for 26 yards. Pittsburgh, again, not favored in this game, although the margin is considerably thinner. Pittsburgh, a 49.9% favorite to win the game, so close enough. And then closing the regular season, Pitt welcomes Syracuse to Heinz Field. Last year, the Panthers, the 27-20 victors, and yet another game where things got away from Pittsburgh. The Panthers controlled the entirety of the first half. They led 24-6 at the half. Maurice French pulled in a 14-yard pass from Kenny Pickett with 23 seconds in the first stanza, giving the Panthers that lead at the interval. And then Syracuse charged back in the second half. A Tay Harris 94-yard reception brought it to within 24-13. Then Pittsburgh got a 34-yard field goal from Alex Kessman about midway through the fourth quarter. Then Syracuse scored another touchdown to make it 27-20 with 2.44 to play, but couldn't bring it back and draw it level. Pittsburgh, 25 first downs in that contest, 43 rushes, 145 yards and a score, 18 of 33 passing, 232 and two touchdowns. 377 in total yardage for the Panthers. They fumbled twice, lost one. 
eight penalties again for Pittsburgh, 79 yards in that game. A.J. Davis, 16 carries, 103 yards and a touchdown in that contest. Vincent Davis, 8 for 16. Valik Carter, 6 for 30. Pickett ran five times for minus six. Maurice French snagged six passes for 92 yards and a touchdown. Aaron Matthews, 2 for 57 and a trip to the paint. Taysir Mack, 4 for 34. And Pitt, quite handily favored against Syracuse, 74.4%, the favored odds for the Panthers. So there's your schedule for Pittsburgh. Let's go back through it game by game really quickly, then we'll tell you what Vegas thinks and what ESPN thinks about Pitt's chances this year. Starting Saturday, September 5th, Miami at Pittsburgh. September 12th, the Panthers travel to Marshall. Richmond on the docket for September 19th at Heinz Field. And the first four-game stretch closes with Duke visiting Pittsburgh to kick off ACC play. Then Pitt at Miami Saturday, October 3rd. They are off Saturday, October 10th before a two-game homestand commences with Notre Dame in the Steel City on Saturday, October 17th. Then October 24th, Pitt welcomes Georgia Tech for homecoming. October 31st, Pittsburgh at Florida State. Then Virginia Tech visits Friday, November 6th. Saturday, November 14th for Pitt at North Carolina to start a two-game road swing. Saturday, November 21st, Pitt at Virginia. And then closing the regular season, Saturday, November 28th, Syracuse at Heinz Field. And as always, if the Panthers are fortunate enough to make the ACC championship, it will be contested Saturday, December 5th at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Now on to what others think about Pittsburgh's chances this year. Caesars lists Pittsburgh with an over-under of 6.5. ESPN is fairly close to that projection. ESPN lists the Panthers to finish 6-6, six and 3-5 six, and five in the ACC. Now, sure, you're losing Maurice French, but you have Kenny Pickett back. You have Taysier Mack back. You have a lot of your offense back. Are you okay, Pittsburgh fan, if you go from 8-5 and five last year to 6-6 six and six this year, maybe play in a marginal bowl, maybe not even play in a bowl, because a couple of these games are fairly close. What are your thoughts there? Let's look at some of those games that are fairly close in just a minute, but first I want to go back through ESPN's projections. ESPN likes Pittsburgh to beat Miami of Ohio, Marshall, that's one of the close ones, Richmond, Duke, Georgia Tech, and Syracuse. They write in a four-game losing streak in the middle of the season. They like the Panthers to start 4-0, then back-to-back losses at Miami and against Notre Dame at home, then a four-game losing streak at Florida State, Virginia Tech at home, at North Carolina, at Virginia. Three or four games on the road, that makes sense. I can see where you might think that that's going to be a rough stretch for them. But in three of those games, they are favored less than 25% or right around 25% of the time. That's not very fortunate for the Panthers. Let's focus on a couple of these games that could swing either way. They like Pittsburgh 53.7% of the time at Marshall. That's going to be a close game. I agree with that. I think Pittsburgh probably gets the win in Huntington, but that will be a close game. 55.7% of the time against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is this year's team du jour. I don't know why. A lot of people like Georgia Tech this year. I'm still curious in season two of the Jeff Collins experiment, just how much they can improve this year. We've talked about them on a prior episode. 55.7% of the time, they like Pitt over Georgia Tech. I don't think that one swings. And then 49.9% against Virginia. Again, Virginia is not getting a whole lot of love this year. Georgia Tech's getting a lot of attention. 
Virginia's getting virtually none. Playing in Scott Stadium, I think Virginia gets the win there because usually you know, you give the three points to the home team. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a great game again. I just like Virginia there. So you think about it, I don't think any of those three really close games swing. I mean, Virginia's probably the closest one. I think they beat Marshall. I think they beat Georgia Tech. I don't think either of those is in danger of being a loss. But then the other losses they have are listed as being fairly significant. And you look at Florida State, 19.2%. North Carolina, 23.0%. Notre Dame, 24.7%. Virginia Tech, 27.3%. Miami, 37.6%. I think all of those probably hold. They might sneak down to Miami and get one. That's the best shot they have, I think. So 6-6, six 3-5 six, in the ACC. Okay, I buy it. I, I think they might end up say seven and five, maybe four and four in the ACC. I think that's conceivable. Uh, If you start picking more than seven victories, I think that's kind of a stretch. If you start picking fewer than six, I think it's kind of a stretch. So right there in the six, seven range feels pretty comfortable for the 2020 edition of the Pitt Panthers. There's their schedule. Friday, we will take a look at Syracuse. as we start to get down into the final four of our ACC football schedule previews, we'll take you right up to the Memorial Day weekend, up to 99 days before the college football season is slated to kick off. As always, if you find value in this program, please do like, rate, follow, share, subscribe. Let us know what you think. The more you like and rate and subscribe and everything else, the more it tells other people that you like what we're doing. And quite frankly, the more of that, the better. So be sure, like I mentioned, like, rate, follow, share, subscribe, put it on your social media, tell all your friends about it. Whatever you feel comfortable doing. You can also, speaking of social media, tweet us. We are at Locked On ACC. You can email us, lockedonacc at gmail.com. You can tweet me individually. I am at Sports Matters. We love your feedback. If we're doing something great, we want to know about it. If we're not doing something all that great, we want to know that too. So be sure and let us know. Also, if you want to send in a voice memo, if you have a take on anything we've done, just make sure and keep it somewhat short, keep it clean, send it to lockedonacc at gmail.com. And you might hear your voice right here on this program. While you're online, tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. Will the NBA come back this year? Not sure. But if you want to find out the latest information about the National Basketball Association, there's no better place to find it than Chad Ford's NBA Big Board right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until Friday, I'm Brian Wilmer. This has been Locked On ACC. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you right back here as we get ready to wind down your week. Until Friday, take care, everyone.